I was living very, very unconsciously, very unconsciously. Like I, I was not spending any time meditating. I wasn't spending any time being mindful. I wasn't spending any time reflecting upon what I was putting in my body, right? Like alcohol being a part of that, taking drugs being a part of that, right? Um, I was spending much more money than I earned. I had a gambling addiction, right? I was, I was really at the whim of external forces. Welcome to the 1000 Day Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davey. I am not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I am someone that doesn't drink alcohol and I spend every waking moment helping other people do the same. Like right now, how is everybody doing out there in the world? Hope you're doing really well. Christmas is upon us and um, for many it is a joyous occasion. It is wonderful. It's exciting. It's their best time period in the world and for others it's the most overwhelming uh, toxic, confusing, anxious, stress-ridden events. So whichever um, uh, party you lie in, um, just make sure you get the, the right level of support, right? Uh, and that's what, you know, communities like Strive are all about. Um, if you're really enjoying Christmas, share it. And if you're really struggling, share that as well and get the support, you know? And um Especially if you're listening to this podcast because you want to be someone that doesn't drink alcohol, you know, alcohol is all around you, right? Like it's everywhere uh, you go, whether you go to uh, restaurants, pubs, you know, um, is everywhere. I mean, this, this week, for example, I won't mention their name, but a well-known grocery delivering uh, company um, actually um, delivered me as a free gift a bottle of whiskey. So you can't even escape it when you're just uh, an agoraphobic, just uh, stuck in your house. Uh, alcohol will still find its way to you. Uh, so just make sure you get the support, okay? And there's, uh, if you are uh, don't have a support community, then email me at strivemethod.gmail.com and we'll see how we can get you into Strive uh, and get that help and support you need to turn your overwhelm, your stress and anxiety into what what can be a beautiful amazing time uh, around your family okay it doesn't have to be uh, as stressful as that we can make it out to be right so reach out if you need any support i just want to start out by saying a huge congratulations to strivers michael and alan uh, these two brothers of mine they've been with strive for three years now so um you know i just want to say that i love you both and um it's always amazing to see the work that you're continually doing to evolve and to grow uh, as people that don't drink alcohol and are choosing to live conscious lives, right? You are both inspirations to all of us drivers and we love you dearly. And also congratulations to Tony. Tony has smashed the tougher levels on two of our quests at Strive. Um, he is, so basically it, at Strive in our quests, quests, we have quests. So we send our Strivers on quests on little interesting, exciting journeys of self-awareness and self-development. And we have three uh, difficulty levels. We have tough, tougher, and toughest. And uh, Tony has just smashed the tougher levels on quest one, which is our check-in quest, which means for 14 consecutive days, Tony has come onto our community in Discord and he's checked in. He's wrote on there about what is going on in his life and he shared with people. And he's also um, hit the tougher uh, quest level on the ICU quest. And the ICU quest is for 14 days he has come into the community and he's observed and watched 
and taken in and absorbed the conversation from other strivers, and he has been there for them. He has commented, he has supported, he has guided, he's been a leader, he's interacted with his fellow strivers, um, and that is a quest that he, he participated in himself. We don't push these quests onto anybody. Uh, they are designed for you to find, they're really, they're designed for you to uh, ignite your intrinsic motivation. You know, in, in a free market society where capitalism rules supreme, uh, we invariably, uh, we're very used to extrinsic motivation, right? But extrinsic motivation will only get you so far. And in the world of being someone who doesn't drink alcohol, living life more consciously, extrinsic motivation is only a really small part of this motivational puzzle, right? Uh, intrinsic motivation is a key. Get in, get in somewhere because you really want to get somewhere because you have some skin in the game, right? And that's what Tony's doing. He's smashing it in the moment. He's leading. And without a doubt, he will definitely be benefiting, okay? So if you want to uh, learn more about our quest structure, um, learning to heal um, as you earn points and uh, uh, really uh, get into that self-exploratory, self-awareness kind of um, kick, then email me at the strive method at gmail.com, okay? All right, on to today's episode. No guest today. It is a monologue from yours truly. And um, this week, Michael posted in the Strive Community Discord channel uh, this quote. He didn't say where he got it from. It is a quote that I've heard before. Um, but it was a quote that got under the skin of a few Strivers, right? And the quote is, your life is perfectly designed for the results you're currently getting. I'll say that again. Your life is perfectly designed for the results you're currently getting. And... Why has that gotten under the skin of a few strivers? Well, for me, that quote, your life is perfectly designed for the results you're currently getting, it's, there's no hiding place in that quote, right? Uh, when you reflect upon it, it becomes very, very apparent, especially if you are practiced in raising your self-awareness, that the responsibility um, for the the level, the vibrational level and the intensity and the goodness or the badness of the stuff that's happening into your life is within your control, right? The vast majority of it is within your control, okay? And I'll give you an example. So yesterday, um, I bit into something when I was eating and I thought my tooth had fallen out, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to the dentist. I'm going to have to spend more money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you could say that the, the bit of food that I bit into is to blame for the fact that my tooth got cracked, right? Uh, and then that created my anxiety. That created my overwhelm. Poor me. Why does this thing happen to me all the time? And, you know, and, and I'm biologically designed to go there, right? And I did go there. Was, oh, my God, what's going on? But because I'm more self-aware, I'm then able to go, hang on a minute, Okay. Actually, this bit of bone or whatever it was that I that somehow got into my vegan uh, far um, is not to blame for the fact that I'm feeling anxious right now and I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed because I'm actually creating that anxiety and that overwhelm because of the thoughts that I'm creating as a result of that bone hitting my tooth. Right, that the, the bone hitting my tooth cannot cause me any. Um, a discontent, it's me woeing and complaining about it. And then once I'm aware of that, I can say, ah, wow, so um, I'm actually creating this uh, this anxiety, this stress, 
Um, and I can just let that go. Uh, and I can just be really grateful uh, that I live in a society in the UK that if I have a damaged tooth, I can get on the phone and I can go see a dentist the next day and I will be able to afford to have that healed by an expert. You know, and that's where I, I decided to go. Your life is perfectly designed for the roles you're currently getting. There's no hiding place there. It, it shows you, hey, I have responsibility, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, help you to really reflect and go deeper on this uh, sentence by just going through my own life story a little bit in terms of how this plays out, this quote plays out, okay? Uh, and the first thing that I want to introduce you to is this concept of design versus default. All right, listen to that quote again. Your life is perfectly designed. Your life is designed for the results you're currently getting. All right. Now, one of my mentors, Preston Smile, I was in a program of his once called Kaboom, and uh, they, had an, they had an assignment on this. It was called design versus default. Okay. Um, and what Preston preaches, which is now part of the Strive philosophy, is you have two options the way you're going to live your life, right? You can live your life um, from the outside in. So you are um, at the whim of everything that happens around you. Like I said earlier on, I am at the whim of the restaurant that puts bones into my vegan fart, right? I am at the whim of my wife who shouts at me. I'm at the whim of my daughter who shouts at me. I'm the, at the whim of uh, my house that has damp and mold and uh, is falling apart, right? I'm at the whim of a war, of a, a COVID, of um, the weather outside. I'm at the whim of um, my boss firing me or whatever, right? You are living an outside-in existence. You are at the whim of everything around you. And when that happens, very often, you slip below the line into victim consciousness. You start becoming a victim. You start, oh, no, 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 poor me, woe me. And you get into that state of unconscious, robotic, very low vibration energy. All right? That's the outside-in way of being. And then you have the inside-out way of being, right? The second, the most preferable way to live. And what we're trying to achieve here at Strive, right, is that inside-out is understanding and accepting that everything that we need in order to be a success in life is already within us, that we are designed from birth, from the beautiful stardust that created us to be the most perfectly whole and complete version of ourselves. We do not have to look outside of ourselves to find anything. This process is not additive. It is already within us. Yes, mentors, I just mentioned uh, Preston Smiles, for example, as one of my mentors. Yes, he can talk, he can preach, he can teach, and he can light a fire under my ass. But ultimately, what is, what is happening when he's teaching me is he is lighting, um, he is he's a lamplighter for the shadows of my psyche that contains the innate wisdom, okay, that is darkened and blackened out and has been living in the shadows for many, many, many years because I've been living a life of default, okay? So what I want you to think of, the inside-out way of being is when we take responsibility for the way we respond to external stimuli, right? 
this is the way I'm going to respond. So somebody turns around and says, you know what, Lee, this strifing you're doing, uh, I did the strife method the other day, it's rubbish, it's garbage. You know nothing about creating courses and you know nothing about helping people to live more consciously. You are a phony. <laughs> that is something externally. Someone's having a go at me. But inside out, if I am loving myself, if I'm full of compassion, if I know that I'm doing the very best that I can and I am not, I approve of myself and I'm secure within myself and I have control of the things I can control and I release uh, any need to control the things I can't control, then th this person who is saying these things to me, it has no impact because I'm living an inside-out uh, way of being, okay? So these two options, the inside-out and the outside-in, I would venture to say that an inside-out way of living is actually one of uh, design, right? And the outside-in way of living actually becomes the way of default. Actually, you can, you can actually say, this is going to get a bit confusing, but what happens is when you're born, the default setting of your life, right, of how to live your life the most perfectly, it's, it's already in there within you, like I said. But then what happens is culture. Culture um, and societal conditioning, uh, driven by a free market society, eventually designs your life to be a certain way and then that then becomes your default if that makes sense right so you start out default we have everything that we need within us to be the most majestic version of ourselves but then external factors like our caregivers our parents when we're young our school teachers our society rules and general political systems they then turn your um they then redesign your default and then that becomes your new default Okay, and then what typically happens is you get to kind of midlife and you realize that you're living a life of default and you're not designing the life that you really want. Okay, let me give you an example of that to break it down and make it seem a little bit easier. So, I am born in 1975, and within me is the power to be the most majestic version of Lee Davy that you are listening to and you are seeing today who is continuing to grow and to be more magical and more majestic. All that good juice was there when I was born. It was there when the sperm and the egg and the zygote was formed, right? All the magic and the wisdom to make me the greatest guy that I can be was already there, okay, by default. Then I come into the world and my mom and dad are very, very, very um, strong influencers on how I then develop my personality, my paradigm, my worldview, my beliefs, and my values as a child. They start to design a life for me. Then school, educational system also adds to that design. Then, back then in those days, three TV channels add to that design. Magazines that you buy in the store or in my household, the Sun and the News of the World and the Daily Mirror newspapers, they design your life, right? And at the age of 16, I left school and I got a job working for British Rail. And I would say from that point up to 35, whilst I had a goal to be the CEO of the railway company that I worked for, which was called DP Schenker, I wanted to just get promoted, promoted, promoted. Why? So I could earn more and more and more money. Okay? It was nothing about job satisfaction. It was nothing about 
when I get to the CEO position, I am going to do really good with, uh, with this position and uh, I'm going to reduce emissions on the railway and all this kind of stuff. It was none of that. It was, I want to get as high as I can, can so I can make more money so I can buy more stuff, right? That was my way of thinking. It was my new default way of being, right? I was living very, very unconsciously very unconsciously. Like I, I was not spending any time meditating. I wasn't spending any time being mindful. I wasn't spending any time reflecting upon what I was putting in my body, right? Like alcohol being a part of that, taking drugs being a part of that, right? Um, I was spending much more money than I earned. I had a gambling addiction, right? I was, I was really at the whim of external forces. I was a right misery guts, I would moan and groan and complain at everything. Actually, back then, the first blog that I ever created when I first started writing and sharing my story to the world was called God the Chinkster, because he used to call me Chinkster when I was young. It was my nickname. God the Chinkster can moan. I, I even called my own blog, I am a guy who complains, and I wrote about all the stuff I was complaining about, right? I was basically dead. If you use the analogy of the Matrix, I was well and truly uh, stuck in a matrix. Like I, I, I did not know, um, anything. I didn't know anything. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was, um, I wasn't as, uh, the Polish psychotherapist, uh, Krasimir Dabrowski says, I was nowhere near even ready to positively disintegrate. I was a caterpillar that had no idea uh, that I could eventually be, um, a butterfly. I was living a life of default. If you're thinking that there's more to life than this, then good, you're waking up. Now, one of the most critical steps when choosing to up-level your life is to find a tribe who sees and hears you because feeling like you matter is so important. Strivers are a community of people united in the common goal of becoming people who don't drink alcohol and living a self-led life. So if you crave freedom, compassion, and peace, Strive is for you. And you can join our amazing community for free. All you have to do is email method at gmail.com and we'll get you signed up. And then at 35, I realized that my marriage is falling apart and I, I believe that the, 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 the problem, the villain, is actually not my ex-wife, but it's alcohol. Like I, I'm thinking... No, no, no. Every time we fight, there's alcohol, right? And I had already given up smoking by reading the Alan Carr book um, like 10 years before. And I knew that his, I knew his concept of value was super powerful and it worked for me with cigarettes. So I started to ask myself, does alcohol actually provide me with any value right here, right now? Does it, does it provide me any value, right? Does alcohol um, make me perform like an animal in a bed? Does alcohol uh, improve my social situation? Um, do I drink alcohol because I like the taste of it? Uh, do I drink alcohol because it gives me confidence? Do I drink alcohol because it relaxes me and chills me out, right? And as I was thinking about this and experimenting at the same time, I realized that actually it was an illusion that alcohol wasn't providing me with any of these things at all. The alcohol was another external factor because I wasn't living an inside-out life. I was relying on alcohol um, as an external factor to give me the love, the compassion, the joie de vivre that I needed uh, to live my life to the fullest when I already had that star within my heart, but it wasn't lit up, right? So 
I realized then, well, I, I, I'm going to try and stop drinking alcohol. Now, once I made that decision to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol, something massive happens, right? Because now you have a gaping, great big hole in the default setting of your life, right? Think about it. If your life is by default at this time, like society and your caregivers have created the framework of your life, you are on this path of least resistance. You've made the fundamental choice of how you want to live your life, and the primary choices and the secondary choices that support that are all geared up to this framework of this is the way I'm going to live my life. Your brain knows what the right answer is every time you're confronted with a set of external stimuli. You walk into a bar, you go get a drink, right? Like that's just one example of how your brain is working. You're not really consciously reflecting and thinking and taking a pause about what's going to happen. But now you can't drink because you made a decision not to. <laughs> so now there's a, there's a big hole where um, Saturday you used to go to football with the lads and then you drink afterwards. There's a big hole where you would drink alcohol on Thursday night when you're playing poker with the lads. There's a massive hole when you're, when you're going home after work and you're stopping to have a couple of pints with your work colleagues. And now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, there's gaping big holes in this default setting of my life. Now you need to redesign. You need to start redesigning your life in this moment, or I did. Now, this is particularly a problem if at the time you have these great big holes, what I call white space. It is a problem if you don't have the confidence and you're not practiced in vulnerability and you can't take risks, that something prevents you from taking risks. There is a big danger that you will then lull yourself into the illusion that life is boring without alcohol and then you want to start drinking again. Like you won't redesign your life. You'll put the pieces back together again to take you back to the default setting because now you're feeling really uncomfortable because you don't have a mental map of what your life is supposed to look like. Right? So in this moment when you're going through what the world will call a midlife crisis, and I will call a midlife awakening, when you get into that catabasis, as the Greeks say, and you're in the dirt and the sand and the dirty water, and you're, you're learning that life is really difficult and life is tough, and you're, you're not quite sure uh, what the future is, is to bring, that is the moment that you need support. That is the moment that you need community. That is the moment that you need to pick up the phone and, uh, or just go around and say to your friend, um, I need to share something with you. And if you're hanging around with people who are also stuck in that default framework, it's going to be really difficult for you to feel seen, heard, and mattered in that moment. Okay? So who you surround yourself with when you're positively disintegrating, when you're shifting from a life of default to design, is really important. And there is nothing wrong with designing the type of friends that you want to have in your life. There's nothing wrong with designing the mentors and the leaders that you want to lead you and mentor you. Okay? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying that guy over there is, is wealthy, he's an entrepreneur, he's super talented, he's beautiful looking, he's ripped, uh, he seems to have this vibe about him. I want him to be my friend. And then go and make that happen. And then while you're talking to him, if he sounds like a bit of a dick, <laughs> he ain't the guy for you. But there's nothing wrong with designing friendship versus letting it happen by default, right? You are the sum total of the five people you hang around with. So design who those five people would be. Create your own story and add the cast yourself of the characters that you want to evolve and up-level you.
okay? Really important. So I stopped drinking at 35, and all of a sudden, part of my default lifestyle at that time was I'm a railwayman. I've been doing this for 19 years. It's the only way I know how to make money. I'm 35,000 pounds in gambling debt. I can't work overtime because I'm a manager. I'm getting paid every month and I'm already in debt. That is my default setting. And I, I literally got the blinkers on. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to keep keep on getting promoted. And when I retire at 55, I'll be able to pay my, pay my debts off. That was my default way of looking at the world. But when I stopped drinking and that cloud, that mist, that darkness that alcohol can bring into your life and it disappeared, it allowed the opportunity for my innate wisdom to sparkle a little bit. And when it sparkled a little bit, I felt it. I felt the confidence. I felt the courage to do something different. And in, in a flood of tears, in a moment of absolute craziness, it changed my life. I decided, you know what? I'm going to retire from the railway at 35. I'm going to retire. They're going to give me a year's salary. And I'm going to use that year to, to design a new life. And that redesign of my new life was to um, try to become a professional poker player and use the money and the time that that would give me to build Strive, you know, to build the community that really helps people today, to build this podcast. This podcast was part of the design philosophy. It didn't happen by default. I said to myself, how am I going to get this message out to people that alcoholism is an invisible, violent, dominant belief system, and that is why we drink alcohol, and that alcohol has no value. How am I going to do that? If, if, I can just, if I can get this and embody this and stop drinking very, very quickly and receive all the benefits of that, oh, my God, I want to help so many people do the same thing. So how can I do that? Well, I'm going to write, and I'm going to talk, and I'm going to listen, and I designed this. It didn't happen by default, right? I designed this episode, even though I'm making it up off the top of my head. It designed it, right? I saw this is what I want to talk about because I think this is really important. So in that moment when I quit the railway and I go into poker and go into building Strive, I am now moving from the outside-in world to the inside-out world. I'm shifting from default, and I'm going into the exciting, creative time of design. I'm slipping out of um, toxic masculinity, and I'm flipping into healthy feminine, right? I'm creating. I mean, that creative, right? How can I create a podcast? How can I create a company? How can I create a community, right? And I'm really, really now starting to live more inside out, okay? Really, really important. Then there's another period in my life, I would say maybe 10 years after that, maybe a little bit less, maybe eight years after that, where all of a sudden poker stroke strive becomes the new railway, right? So think about this. I've been born into a default setting. Society has designed my life to be a robot. I then wake up when I'm 35, I stop drinking and I realize I'm a robot. I want to do something about that and take control. So I start to redesign my life. But then because I took my eye off the ball, I got more into doing. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. Tick this off. Tick this off. Tick this off. I got more into doing, more into the masculine energy again, tick list energy. And I didn't embody all the lessons and all the magical, majestic information that was coming my way. I wasn't embodying it. So I wasn't 
being a different person, not to the to, to the nth degrees I wanted to be. What happened was that poker and strife now became a default life. It, it became another default setting. And I and I started my wisdom in it in within me started to say to me, Lee, something's up. Right? Something's up. And it was sparked really by uh, my wife Liza saying, you know, I'm fucking done with you, right? I'm, I'm done with you. I cannot live with a boy anymore. And it was a shock because I said to myself in, in my moments of uh, loneliness, what's going on? I, I, I lost my first marriage because of drink. I stopped drinking and now I don't drink. And I actually think I'm pretty woke. I'm kind of with it. I got my shit together. And here's my beautiful wife saying to me, get the fuck out, right? Like you, I, you're not conscious. You're a boy. Like you have any idea what it's like to be living with a boy? Like with your anger and your frustration, I don't want that in my life, right? I, I'm ready to, to end this. And this, you know, the, 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 the way that I teach this is, it's, uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, it's when Igrid says to Jon Snow, you know nothing, Jon Snow, right? Th th there was a moment in my life where I really thought that I'd nailed it, Th that I, had, I, I was the master of something. Right. Like I, I, I had designed my life and suddenly I didn't have to do any more work. Like it, it was done. Yeah. And now I'm more like, OK, I know nothing. Let, let's always every day when I wake up, start from a premise. I know nothing. What can I learn today? So you don't take your foot off the gas. Right. Did you, you slow down and you start saying to yourself, OK, how can I how can I shift from doing to being? I, I use a very, very uh, simple uh, example um, that you can you can exponentially um, grow this in other areas of your life. But how many of you read book after book after book after book, highlight and take notes in your books, but you never look at them because you're always looking at your book. So you read uh, Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin, you finish it, and then you move on to Alan Carr's Easy Way Control Alcohol, and you finish it, and you move on to Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker, and you're just reading books. So you're intellectually, you're, you're improving your intellect. You're improving kind of your, your, your intellect and your knowledge here, but you're not really embodying the lessons that those authors are trying to impart on you. Um, this was uh, something that was really rammed home to me by one of my other mentors, Alexi Panos, Preston's wife, right? Who she said she would read a book and then she would actually write her notes, and the notes would sometimes be bigger than the book. And she would really spend a considerable amount of time pondering the points. What does this mean to my life? Before she ever picked up another book, you know, one point that she highlighted in a book could take her a couple of weeks for her to really reflect and embody that knowledge and that understanding of what the author is trying to teach her. So life is our teacher. But how many times are we? slowing down and getting the pace and really being above the line and conscious and present enough to absorb and to be rather than to do, right? Really, really important. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Now, I'll end on this, right? So I then realized that even though I think I'm, I'm killing it, I'm like super unconscious, right? I, and I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of a second divorce, and two different children living on two different continents, right? I don't want that in my life, right? I love my children. I love my wife. I don't want anything to change. So I got to sort my shit out. 
Um, and it was in 2021 that I did the Elementum coaching training with Alexi Panos, with Christine Hasler, uh, with Preston Smiles and Stefanos Sifandos. And I, I underwent hundreds and hundreds of hours of coaching and I coached for hundreds and hundreds of hours and started again to really get back to that default setting, right? Really allow that innate wisdom to shine when I was first born, right? And, and the way that I, I look at that now and the way that I teach this at Stripe is for me, when you're designing a life rather than settling for default, because if you design it, you are now responsible for the, for the output that you're getting from this life, right? You are living that inside out life. What's really important is what, what I call the difference between context and content, okay? So for me, when you're designing your life, the focus should be on context. And a and, and simple way of explaining this is um, it's more about how you're going to have a conversation versus what you're going to talk about. So when you're redesigning your life, when you wake up one morning, you say, I've had enough. I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to smoke any more weed. I don't want to take any more drugs. I don't want to eat any more sugar. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to live in this crappy job. I don't want to be in this terrible relationship. I don't want to keep shouting at the kids. When you wake up and you decide you don't want to be in that default state anymore and you want to redesign at Strive, what we teach you is contextually redesign, right? Is to help you learn a philosophy and to be someone who lives a certain way, right? That is the context. How am I going to have this conversation is how I have every conversation. How I'm going to show up for this person is how I show up for every person. How I'm going to deal with this crisis is how I deal with every crisis. Context. The content is I just had a fight. I just want some money. I just lost some money. I haven't got any money. There's COVID. There's uh, this abuse I just received. Somebody just physically hit me. That's all content. Including my bucket list. I want to get a new pair of shoes. I want to get married. I, I want to have children. It's all content. Okay. We'll leave with another example. Had a, a, a choose yourself call with a potential client uh, last weekend, right? And the client had a particular problem um, that they're dealing with, right? It's a, it's a legal issue that they're dealing with. It's causing them anxiety and overwhelm. <clears throat> and when they're deciding whether or not to... Uh, work with me, uh, this potential client said, well, I can, on one hand, I can see the value. If I show up and do this work with you, uh, I can see the value. As a coach, you, you, you know, if you could change this, it'd be very valuable. But if I don't turn up and, and do the work with you, then um, it's not going to be valuable for me, right? Now, even there in that, there's a difference between design and default. His default setting is, I hire coaches, and sometimes I don't put in the work or turn up for them. To redesign that is I'm going to hire his coach. I'm going to turn up every single time and I'm going to listen to everything he says and I'm going to really embody his knowledge, right? That's, that's in that little moment. So then I said to him, okay, just think about this. If you can, if we could remove the anxiety and the overwhelm and stress related to this legal issue through the work that we do together, how valuable is that to you? Oh, wow, that is major, major for me. Like if I could get rid of that stress and that anxiety and overwhelm, Boom, I'm, I'm landed because this is the only thing right now that is bothering me. Before this happened, I was okay, he said. Well, I would argue 
that that is not the way that we teach life here at Stride. Because he's talking about content. This legal issue is content. I want to guide him and lead him to find within himself the innate wisdom that helps him to deal with his legal issue and any other issue that comes his way from outside in, from the default way of living. I want him to be able to look at every problem from inside out philosophy, from a point of context and say, I have a legal issue right now. How do I deal with problems like this? Boom, done, out of the way. What's my next problem? How do I deal with problems like this? Right? So what I was saying to this potential client was, look, you know, you could not work with me or any other coach, go for the anxiety overwhelm, get the legal case out of the way and think everything is okay, but it's not because you haven't learned the difference between context and content and the next problem that comes up is going to bite you on the ass because right now you're living in default and not in design mentality. Now, I've been speaking for what, like 30 minutes or something, I don't know, I've lost time, but hopefully you can see why this single sentence really got uh, a few strivers really thinking, like they, they couldn't get out of their head. Your life is perfectly designed for the results you're currently getting, okay? Design default. So over to you. Are you currently today living a life of design, an inside-out way of living? Are you allowing the innate wisdom within you, your felt sense, your intuition to guide you to design a life that you're going to be happy with? Or are you settling for a default setting of life, a life of the outside in, where you are at the whim of external stimuli and elements because you dimmed and switched off or ignored that innate wisdom that is desperately wanting you to see it, to hear it, and to make it feel like it matters. Okay, email me at the stride method at gmail.com. And a huge thank you to all of my supporters out there, every single one of you that listens to this podcast and tells somebody else to listen to it. You're changing people's lives. So thank you very much. Much love and strive on, everybody. 